morning, everybody. Um, welcome to our top tips uh, for hybrid working and employer engagement. My name is Natasha Bradley and I'm the commercial manager here at Inform. And I'm really excited to be joined by Mark Thompson, one of our um, lead trainers. Um, you know, before we hand over to Mark, you know, if you have any questions throughout the session, please feel free to put them in the, the chat or we'll unmute you at the end so you can you can do a one on one chat with Mark. If you need to turn on the captions for this webinar, there is instructions in the chat. So please feel free to turn them on. So um, further ado, Mark, I'll, I'll sort of hand over to you to start. OK, thank you, Natasha. OK, folks, so we're going to talk about uh, the, the new world that we're working in now. And we're going to focus on the, the water cooler moments of this. So let's just talk about what this uh, what this what this it used to be. So it'd be those casual interactions between uh, yourself and your colleagues. You just run into people at random. Uh, you'd, it'd be a great opportunity for people to socialize around their work or their personal life. And it might actually be the water cooler, the coffee machine uh, or, or the kettle. But it was just these opportunities for you to be able to, uh, to, 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 to meet other people and hook up. Now, Having these, there are mixed benefits for them, but they include combating isolation. This is really common at the moment. If you have colleagues who are working from home, uh, that, that isolation is super common. And I, I'm really aware of this. My, my wife is, uh, is a social worker and, and her team are really suffering from this. There's a team of people who are pretty much just working by themselves, reporting in and doing work. And there's a, there's a real challenge of that. It's one of the reasons I was keen to take part in this, in this webinar. It improves teamwork and collaboration and provides those mini breaks from work. Remember, if you went to the office, there'd be nothing wrong with you You're walking down the corridor, getting a coffee, going, making a drink, just chatting to people at the desk as you go past. But that, that has stopped, doesn't it? There's this pressure to be seen to be working all the time. And this provides a legitimate break and a legitimate break from your work. Also, the ideas and the problem solvings that they're shared informally. So you can just run. You don't have to make it create a meeting to talk about an idea you have. You don't have to create a meeting or, or contact someone to talk about a problem you've got. They just naturally come out just like they would have done when you were face to face with people. And again, this last one here, that's one, one thing, big one that my, my wife talks about, uh, that she just if she has an idea or she's got a challenge or a problem. She has to go to person A, then person B, then person C, rather than having somewhere to a water cooler to pop into. And I'll tell you about that in a moment. This is also great. So like you can do a version of this for onboarding new colleagues. I'll tell you how we go about doing that. Playing with Microsoft Teams or the tech is a great opportunity for in a lighthearted environment for you to have a play with the features and your colleagues to play with the features in a way where it doesn't matter if you get it wrong. OK, it's a good way to get people familiar. Then they can go off to their work and implement what they've what they've um, learned. It helps create or 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 continue that sense of community amongst amongst your colleagues. And also some of the ideas I'm going to show you is a great opportunity for networking with your non-direct colleagues. Now, it's easy to get sto uh, stovepiped now with the, your, your relationships. The people you work with are the people that, that you get to know well, but you don't because you're not bumping into anyone else, you're not going to make those connections without people outside of your immediate team. So we'll talk about that as well in a moment. So to talk about this, we wanted to give you some real examples. So we're going to talk about how we do it at the Inform team. So I want to use, I want to give you real life examples on how we actually do it day to day, rather rather than um, uh, some best practice that you might find elsewhere. So I'm going to start with my favourite one, 
And I may spend the most time on this because this is this makes such a difference to my team. So this is the, the drop in meeting room. So my team, my immediate team, we have uh, an all day room that people can come and go. OK, I'll just put some details up on the right hand side. So as is a regular teams meeting, because because of the nature of some of the work that we do, we have uh, we have it's, it's, it's strictly invitation only and we work in, in that closed way. Or it could be a, a meeting channel. Uh, a channel meeting, sorry, that people in the team can come to. Just one thing, if you do create these, I'm going to just say it now while I remember, when you when you create it, make sure in the calendar you put it in as free time so this doesn't block out your availability all day. Okay, so we have this Teams meeting that's set up to run all day. It runs every day, Monday to Friday. It's super informal and it's just an ongoing meeting. And we we start our day by dropping in at nine o'clock. We just check in with, with, the, with the manager and we talk about what we're going to do for the day. And then those of us who are working on something else, we go off, we go off and do our thing. Now, at any point during the day, if I've got a question or I've got a query or I just fancy a chin wag, I just click on the meeting and drop back in. I personally always put a little bell sign on. So just a little emoji, a little bell to show that I'm coming in just in case they're talking about um something which is uh, maybe isn't in my ears so we, we have that and what we find is that it's created this this drop-in room now think about the old days where, where you get a coffee or where you'd hang out if you, you have a question you want a drink you want a chin wag you just wander down the corridor and do that this is the virtual equivalent of that and i cannot tell you the difference it makes to our working day so from a productivity point of view it's, it's the, it's the, it's, uh, it, it makes a big difference because we have a problem. We can get it solved instantly. But from a welfare point of view, say after lunch, I, I tend to go in at the beginning of the day uh, to talk about work. And then after lunch, I check in for a chin wag. I can go in during the day. I also go in about four o'clock to sign off as well. So I, ha I have that connection. Now, compare that to my wife's experience, which makes me more passionate about this, is that she logs on. She deals with some family's challenges pops out still then, but she doesn't speak to her colleagues unless she's got something formal with her manager once a week or, or, or she has to hunt around finding a solution. So for us, folks, I think that is going to be the number one takeaway that I want you to take for the day. But let's look at some variations on this, because I know that you might not be able to get this past your boss where you have this all day meeting or it might just not work for your culture. So let's talk about some alternatives that you can do. So we've got the informal arms happy hour. OK, so it's an after work virtual drinks and get together. This happens every two weeks. It's on alternating Thursdays and Fridays because because some people don't work certain days. So we catch them. It's at 5 p.m. for an hour. There's no agenda and it's ongoing. Now, some of the key things and this is this is some so you, you'll you'll recognize what I'm about to say from uh, from best practice and adoption is that this is led from the top. Our directors, the owners of our company come into here and because of the nature of our company, none of us, none of us are like, oh, the boss is there. So we, it's led from the top. Everyone can just come and go. You might you might just uh, come in for half an hour, for 10 minutes. You can just check in and it creates that very informal get together where you can drop in and talk about anything. Now, another version of this is think about the old days when you were onboarding uh, a new colleague. So whoever's looking, whoever the onboarder is looking after them for the first couple of days. They, they would have them and other colleagues would, would pop up and talk to them. You'd sit with somebody for half an hour and you'd, you'd show different things. So we've managed to replicate this with with like a, 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 a like a water cooler and an all day meeting. But let's just talk about how we do it. So we have a set time. So we put it in the diary for the, for the set time. All the team members 
we'll have a topical section that we drop in to do. Now, the new hire and the manager, they're all day. And then the rest of us come and go. So we, we come and do our bit, our formal bit, saying, talking about what we do. But in between our other work commitments, we just pop in and it just it's, it just kind of fast tracks the, 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 uh, the relationship building and getting that person to feel at ease. We do some online personality tests when we're doing it. Now, you don't have to do that. We do it as a bit of fun. That, that might not suit your culture, but that works well for us. And we also talk about some of our personal stuff, the type of stuff that you wouldn't talk about in an interview. Uh, but we just have some lighthearted chat. So we get to know each other super quickly. And from an onboarding point of view, having created that all day kind of that, that all day water cooler area or, that, or that, that informal meeting that we drop in and out makes a big difference to the person being on, onboarded. So it might be that you need to find some other ways of getting this to happen, maybe a remote company day. So we have an all day conference. So we have a latest start and an early finish because people have got their other work commitments, of course. We get we get contributions from as many teams as possible, a mix of work and fun. Might even, depending on what your budgets are like, send out a, a small hamper in advance so that we can enjoy something together. But this is a great way for everyone in the company to come together and you have we have breakout rooms so sure that's more formal than the, the first version I told you but we have breakout rooms that you go off to and you can talk to different topics and different colleagues in a more informal way now the other ways you can do this I've just shown this on the left hand side over here I just brought up another couple of you to think about we also do lunch and learns where we have uh, this is this is a bit more structured now. We have uh, a lunch a lunch and learn where where we 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 drop in at lunchtime and we have a set of set topics that we come and join in and we just kind of drop in, learn some stuff, uh, have a chinwag with our colleagues and go back out. We have a weekly huddle, which is which is like a meeting, although we we start up and end with some light-hearted uh, some light-hearted um, uh, topics. And another thing that you can do is if for whatever reason you are you can't have a, a Christmas party this year, if you're not getting together, whether it's budget or it's uh, other things that, that things that are going on, you can also run parties in here. Now, we did this with a celebration for our company earlier in the year and we had we, we created a team for it. We had channels. We even had a silent disco where you could go into a channel and in the meeting there someone was playing music on it. And it sounds that sounds like it wouldn't work, doesn't it? But it was brilliant. OK, and, and pulling people together in that way, it just meant that as a team, we got, got to, to spend time together that we wouldn't normally do. Um, if I think about the colleagues that I work with, there's my, there's my people I work on a day to day basis. But some of the ideas on screen at the moment are a great way for you to get to know people who you don't work with on a regular day to day basis. OK, so some things to think about now. I'm going to draw this back to the original one I showed you. This is the all-day all-day drop-in room, which is the, the 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 one that's most for me most most closely links to a water cooler. Some best practice for that: don't put anybody on the spot. So we we um we have engagement by consent in our team. So pe people we kind of draw people out, but they don't have to if they don't want to. So make sure everyone's go knows what's going on. So if you are going to do this, make sure that everyone in your team or your organization is clearly aware of what's going on. So that they're not just hearing about it after the event. Can everybody use the platform? Now, it might be, folks, that you're going to use this as an opportunity to get some some teams training done or other training done, uh, depending on, on what you're using. So it's yeah, of course. You need to make sure everyone can use the platform, but it might be a good opportunity for you to weave in some training in with that. Don't enforce camera use. Now, I've, I've heard people uh, say that you have to put your camera on. I personally 
I think that's a huge mistake because it just disengages people. Some people hate that. They're just not comfortable with it. Now, of course, you've got your policies and, and, and you'll work this out for yourself. But if it's down to me, I would never enforce that camera use. Okay, so get feedback as you go along. So we talk, so if we go back to my to, to my day job, the, the core team that I work with. So we've talked about the way we run these sessions. So, uh, and, and, the, and we fine tune them. You don't have to go to them all day. It might be that you stay on the call and we often use emojis just to say, we show a headphones icon with a, and a, down, and a down arrow saying headphones off, but I'm still here. And it's just a way to hang out. So we fine tune the way we work this drop-in office, this water cooler area that we, that, that we use. So make sure that you talk to your colleagues. Don't just set it up and leave it. Make sure you fine tune it as you go along. Okay. So I've combined here the action steps, what you need to do with a call to action. So I'm going to tell you what I think you, you the steps that your main steps that you need to do. But also I'm going to ask you to go away and do this after the session. So choose a meeting a location. So what would work for you? Would you create it as a as a regular Teams meeting? OK, and set that up. If you do remember that you to, to set your value to set your availability in that meeting as uh, as you're available as you're free so people can drop into it it's in their calendars but it doesn't stop other people from engaging with them or would you just create it as a as a channel meeting so that anyone in the team can just drop into that so that and remember you can also invite people to that as well so you work out which one works for you. I think the second one has the second one is less private but it's also got less overhead. Um, if you did that last one remember in the channel, go to the uh, to, to the tabs at the top and add the uh, the tab for the channel for the channel meetings, just so it's a little bit easier for people to see it. Is it going to be a one-off? Are you going to just try one? Is it going to be recurring? Is it like, like one of our meetings that's um, that's alter, alternating alternating Wednesday, uh, sorry Thursdays and Fridays every second week? Or are you going to have it daily so that everyone's always got somewhere to go? Is there that place where anyone can go just to drop in to at mention people? Maybe if if I had a, if I had a graphics issue, um, I, I might I might just just drop into my chat and I might do at mention Greg and ask my question and he'll be alerted and he'll just drop into he'll just drop back into that call because he knows that there's someone in that means in, in that uh, in that room so you made these decisions go off and actually get it set up in teams do that set your uh, your, your, your times and your topic limits you have to tell people remember it's the workplace okay people are used to talking about work what are you going to tell me what can i talk about so we have uh, very few boundaries in, in ours. Obviously, we're professional, but you can just bring anything up. You can talk about anything. We, we really go off piste sometime and then bring it back uh, to, to work if necessary. Then socialize it with your teams. Make sure everyone knows what's going on. Make sure that, that, that they know what it's for, how they access it, where is it, when is it, how, how they get into it. If somebody's got the heebie-jeebies about using Microsoft Teams, maybe it's a great opportunity to push them towards the training that you've got uh, so, so that they can get, then get up to speed with, with that before they start. And then enjoy your first session and go back to, to uh, getting feedback and then just fine tune it. I promise you this will make a difference to how people work. When I consider, I know it's the third time I've referenced this, but when I consider the, the relationship and my contentment at work, and a big part of that is, is, is the way that I work day to day compared to the way my wife works in isolation. I promise, folks, this is worth a look. Now, some of the things that we do in my team, we love this thing called Scriblio. OK, so it's scribble.io. 
and and this is we just find this such a great way to to blow off steam and 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 just to have some light-hearted time together we, we just we all we we get up on our screens uh, and we, we we get a word that we have to draw for the others to guess and it's just a light-hearted it doesn't need to be the actual one but it, it's it's a it's a it's a great tool you might be using Microsoft polls just to just to just to engage people and just chat to people as, as you're going along, or maybe organised online team building events. So although you're in isolation at home and, and not in the same room, you can bring that that whole being together feeling. So on, on a recent event, we did a um, a murder mystery uh, thing online. There's a small fee to pay. But I was a little bit dismissive about it to start with, folks. But it was brilliant, and the way that it just brought our team together, and 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 throughout the the, the, the we got together to do the the event, the the murder mystery thing. But actually, we just chatted and had fun for a couple of hours. It's just that that time together that you wouldn't normally have when you're solving your day-to-day -day problems. Now. If for whatever reason, depending on your organization, maybe you can't access some of the fun stuff, um, maybe you don't have any budget for, for the, say, the third one on there you have to pay for, go to your to, to meetings, go to the tabs at the top, click on the plus sign, and have a look at what's in there. If you do a search for quiz, you'll probably find three or four apps for quizzes. Just explore the fun stuff in there, folks. There's lots of stuff built into Teams, lots of apps that we don't even think about using that would bring our teams together. OK, now. It may be that you are put off by by creating this because of some of the limitations that, that Teams has. So let me just talk about some of the things that are coming soon that you could build in to some of the things that I've said. So think about as I'm talking about this, folks, have a think about how you could use this. So it might be that being uh, the organizer of a meeting puts you off because of the tasks or down to you. But you're soon when I say soon over the next couple of months, you're going to be able to to have up to 10 co-organizer so you can allocate people and they can take over those roles and responsibilities that you would normally do as the organizer and, and if you don't make it to the meeting they can look after things for you if somebody for whatever reason and i know an organization this applies to they cut they don't use teams desktop so they don't some people don't like going onto uh, onto video because of the backgrounds now background effects are coming to the web soon music mode for teams so if you're doing something super light-hearted then you've got music mode for team. It just means everyone gets better quality audio. Now, breakout rooms are a great way to uh, to, to, to give people a little space to talk about their, their topics and create little micro uh, water cooler areas. But there's an overhead with them, isn't there? So I know there's a way around this, but pretty much a lot of the responsibility falls on the organizer once they've joined the meeting to set these up. Look out for any time now. And if you, if you use your teams in preview, you might already see this. Look out for the ability to set your breakout rooms up in advance the ability to assign the participants to different rooms and to name those rooms in advance if, if you're setting up a more structured uh, session and you can uh, you can assign people as as room managers so you can set up breakout rooms and you can you can assign people to manage those rooms for you now if you do like using forms i like using forms in in sessions they're just a great way to to to, to just to to draw people away from the presenter just momentarily and give them something else to engage with during the session even if even if it's a light hide session look out for polls in teams turning into so look out look out for the the polling functionality becoming its own application in teams called polls and it's getting the ability to create word clouds because they're quite good fun as well and finally 
fluid components in, in chat. So this is the ability to start something in chat, whether it's a list, a checklist, uh, whether it's a table, and everybody can take part in working at the same time. It might be that, that, you're, that you're, you're having a bit of fun with your colleagues, you can put a table into the chat, and everyone can fill in at the same time. Look out for that, folks. Uh, so I already, I already have that in one organization, but I don't have it in another, but that will be coming any time now. Okay, so I'm going to pause for breath. Uh, Natasha, can I just hand over to you for a moment? Yeah, of course. Thank you, Mark. That was uh, that was very good. And hopefully the audience um, found some hints and tips there. Does anyone have any questions um, they'd like to ask, like to ask Mark? Just taking you all off mute, so if you <laughs> I'll ask a question. Of your, your tips for your watercolour moments, what was your favourite? What would you go to first? Okay, so my, so straight up, the one for me is, is this drop-in meeting room from a, so I, I like to think that I work on, on a high-performing team, but we all do, right? Um, our ability to, to get work done really quickly for us to have good relationships for to have fun and just for me to feel like I'm going to work and I can just drop into this room absolutely for me it's the drop-in meeting room I think every every team should have an ongoing uh, drop-in meeting room if you try that you will see the tangible differences in in, in just just the, the colleague your colleagues just the just the ability just to pop in and say hello to somebody you know you, you come off lunch and you just you can just drop in and say hi, just like you would in the old days in the office. Absolutely, that's my number one, Eleanor. Thank you. So, does anyone else want to come off mute? We have a few questions in the chat, but if anyone wants to come off mute, please feel free to do so. So, so, so uh, Katie Ball's asking an interesting question. So, are people responsive immediately to this drop in? So, initially, for me, I'm I'm pretty open minded, folks, but. It felt a bit for me. It felt strange. I felt obliged to go to this all-day meeting. I thought, you know, it just, it just, it did feel unusual to start with when it was new. But you have to make sure people are aware that they don't, they don't have to spend their whole day in this virtual meeting room. It's a great place to to check in when you come to work. Come to work, check in there at nine o'clock. Then go and do what you want to do, and you can pop back in, pop back out. So you, it's how you position it. So yeah, Katie, you will see some resistance, but only if you haven't positioned it right in the first place. We've got a question from David. Have, have you have you any robust outcomes that can evidence the benefits described? OK, so so David, so you know, what? so off the top of my head, I'd, I'd probably have to come back to you on that to think about it. The and, I, and I've, I've mentioned it already for me, the the uh, and it's difficult for me to evidence this for me the the I'll turn to how I how I interact with, with my colleagues, how the, the, the how I um, how, how I feel about my working day. How quickly I can get things solved. Just the, I can just I can just pop in and have have a moan if I want to, or talk about it. And I compare that with with my my wife who who works in, in upstairs, and just the can't. She often talks about the isolation and the fact that she she's got no one to talk to at work unless she formally starts a meeting or tries or tries to contact them. So, uh, I, so concrete evidence. I'd probably have to just have a think about it. But I can I, I've got two people. Who I, who, I know, who I see every day and I can compare their experiences. One does absolutely none of this and the other does all of it and I can see the difference. But David, I probably, I'll talk to Natasha and I'll have to think about that as part of a follow-up. 
Yeah, well, and I think from from my perspective, David, um, I, I'm fairly new to um, Inform, so I've only been here sort of nine, ten months. So I've onboarded remotely. Um, so from my perspective, doing these sort of things from from a new person has definitely made me feel part of the team, even though I've I've already met probably four or five of them face to face. But it's really made me feel part of the team and really enhanced, um, you know, from, 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 from a new starter perspective. Yeah. So, so, so just to expand on that, Natasha. So, in, in in my in my part of the team, we've got uh, we've got we've got two two new starters that have come over the last couple of weeks, and this thing I'm showing on the screen now, this is like a, this is just a fast track on board. So you, you you imagine you think about what it used to be like, and you can see, you build the relationships quite quickly in the office, and and people come and talk to you. It's really hard. I would hate to be onboarded in the, in the current climate. Um, but this is a fast track, and and this it is. Uh, it's it's probably my second one. Honestly, folks, it works brilliantly. So you have this all day structured thing, but the rest of the team just drop in as the day goes on, and and then when that person then starts doing the all the, the, the using that all day drop in, and in it, and, I, and actually what I find is that the um with the all day drop in, the new person tends to spend a lot of time there in, initially, but people just drop in, and it, it's a real fast track way to onboard people, and it works brilliantly. Yeah. It definitely does. I think it's because Teams is, you know, from our perspective, Teams is the sort of main collaboration tool. So you get to see what's going on. So you, you mm-hmm. might not be in the same environment as everybody else, but you do feel you are part of it because you're submersed mm-hmm. with the information. And also, if you're onboarding somebody who's not used to Teams, it's a, it's a safe environment to play with Teams. So you don't. So, so of course, I'm, I suspect that you will you will formally train them in, in the tools they have to use. But this is a great way for them just to play with play teams and just get up to speed in a nice, safe environment where they make a mistake. It doesn't matter. So if I made a, if I made so many some huge mistakes on this session, it would matter to me a lot because of, of my audience and my and, and my colleagues. But in this environment, on this um, creating this this virtual water cooler type room, this this dropping room, it doesn't matter, does it? No, no. Uh, I think Tony's got, uh, got your hand up, Tony. If you want to take yourself off mute, that will be great. Yeah. Hi, guys. Um, I really like this one. This this sounds really good. Uh, a really small and perhaps a pedantic question from me. How would that work within Outlook if you didn't want to fill everyone else's diary? Those people that are dropping in. Mm-hmm. But if you send them an invite, they've then got their diary shown as full for yeah. potentially two days. How, how Is there ways of managing that? Mm-hmm. So, so, so for that version, so I, I would go in and just double check that you've when to show, when, you, when you go to the top and it says show time as, I would show it as free so that the appointment's in there, but they're showing as available. Would would that no. take off your concern? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah quite a simple way of doing it. Yeah, yeah you, you you want obviously the the manager and the new recruit yeah. to to be as busy, but they can change that themselves. So yeah, so yeah. okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, well, that works really well. It's a great question though because. Um, because you know what we didn't get that right to start with and people thought that my, my diary was always full because yeah. of this and it's, it's, it's and it's one of those little things that's really easy to get wrong so i'm glad you asked it because i we actually got that wrong to start with but it's a great question perfect and then um jeff's mentioned that the content from camp from camera option that is coming soon will be great for hybrid meetings yeah. so you'll be able to use a webcam show in the whole room in addition to individual cameras yeah, that's a that's a that's a, gr- a great tip, uh, Jeff. Uh, but and also, if if you're just having a bit of fun, so if you wanted to just just do that, and yeah, and you were you were drawing it, so I'm, I'm gonna take it back to more light-hearted stuff, so like the watercolor, like light-hearted stuff. You could do that. And remember that as you walk in front of the whiteboard, it it kind of ghosts you, so people can see through it. Um, but yeah, that, that's one to look out for as well. I reckon you can have some fun with the uh, with the whiteboard that, that's coming. 
Yeah, and then we've got a question from Katie um, that says, we are now in a position where our virtual culture is great, which is fab, and everyone seems to be finding it far more inclusive. The challenge for us is how yeah. to deal with a new hybrid culture with yeah. people going back to the office and being encouraged to get back to meeting rooms. I think that, that I, I really like that question. Whenever I do Teams training that involves talking about meetings, I always talk about because I, I, I have a for one of our big clients we have a, a session um, about engaging meetings so it's quite a long, a long a long course but it's all about engaging and better better meetings and I cite as the most difficult meeting to get right is the hybrid one where some people are in the office and some people are out of the office so one of the things, the things that we talk about as is making sure that that you actively welcome every all the hybrid all the remote people in making sure that everyone can see everything. There's no, somebody is in charge of the room. I think that's the um, the main thing. Somebody's got to be in charge of that room, okay? And I've got, I know we're out of time, but very quickly, we, we do an exercise to show what can go wrong. So we have, we have this exercise um, where we all choose a part of a cat to draw on the whiteboard. You choose any part you want, you draw it anywhere you, anywhere you want, and, and you can't be put off by anybody else. Everyone draws their part. And as you can imagine, it doesn't look like a cat. And for me, we use that as an analogy for, for what, what, what a, an unorganized meeting is like. And then I tell one person to draw the head, another to draw the ears, another to draw the body. And we have a, a near perfect cat. And that, that's the difference between a well-run meeting and a badly run one. So someone has to be in charge of that room, Katie. That's my number one thing. Um, and make sure you do regular check-ins with the remote people. So, yeah, the etiquette. I think that's an etiquette thing. Uh, but, but, yeah, number one tip for that, somebody has to be in charge. Perfect. And I think David had to hand up. We have, if you want to ask David, please, please set your mic off. Oh, I think yeah, thanks. Uh, it was just a, a a quick question about the uh, the the virtual drop-in meeting. Yeah. Um, and just about how many people we had involved in that, and if there were ever occasions where, um, it, you know, it was kind of like crickets, you know, um, yeah. and I just I can imagine in our workplace something like that starting well, but then people mm. sort of just revert into old habits. So yeah. I just wondered if you'd ever found that or how you avoided that. Uh, okay, okay. So so on our team, uh, so it, it's used quite regular, and and how you how you work this will depend on your organisation. So we use it like a dual purpose. So the team manager. Uh, when she's not on other calls and doing other things, that then she, she'll put, she'll tend to spend a lot of time in there. Uh, and 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 if you need to speak to more, call people in. But we then we drop in for the social stuff as well. Um, and as for the crickets, yes, sometimes no one says anything because you, you don't have to. Uh, you just you drop in, you just you just say uh, hey hey guys, and you just people come off mute, and then then they go back on mute and, and off and off they go. So yes, there are quiet times in there, but honestly, I don't think that matters. Like you might wonder, think about going back to the old days. You might wonder into a coffee. There might be nobody in there. You kind of gun in there, and there's no one there. You kind of hang about for five minutes. If you want to talk to somebody, you at mention them and just pull them in. But it, but but sometimes I go in there, folks, and there's no one there. But that would have happened in the old days as well. So, so yeah, I can see how I can see your question. But honestly, I don't think it matters if um as as long as people are using it. One of the things that we always believe in is setting an example from the top. And because our team manager, she spends a lot of time in there, that kind of draws us in anyway. But that's probably a reflection of the relationship we've got with her as well. Perfect. And I know we're running out of time, guys. Um, just got just one um, sort of comment from Gary. So hybrid etiquette and no post meeting meetings after an in-room meeting because remote attendees are not aware of them and cannot join them. 
That's a super tip. That's going back to Katie's question. Just how, how people who join those meetings remotely, how they get they feel disenfranchised and disconnected from from what's going on because people can their end meeting ends and then they carry on in the meeting talking about it. And Gary makes a great point. So if you have a strict rule of the meetings over. People have dropped off. We don't talk about it. So, yeah, that's, that's a really good point, Gary. That's, yeah, well made. Perfect. Does anyone have any further questions before we sort of close the session today? Oh, so Katie sort of made a sort of further yeah. comment to that so, uh, or, or pre um, pre to have a conversation before anyone enters the virtual room um, yeah. before it starts play. So I think it's another good, a great point to make. That never happened on one of my meetings, Katie. I'd be too too busy having everyone talking about the weather and what's going on in the world. You, we, there'd be no work done in my meetings before the session starts anyway. Perfect. Um, thank you very much, Mark. That was that was very good. Thank you, everyone, for the time today. Um, the recording will be sent out um, either late this afternoon or uh, first thing tomorrow. Um, if you would like a, a further discussion with a one-on-one -on -one with our trainer, please feel free to get in contact with me so I can arrange that for you. But I uh, really appreciate everyone's time. Thank you very much. And thank you, Mark. Thank you.